Hey, hey, you guys, it is your girl A, and of course, I am here with Bay J. Welcome back to another episode of the A and J podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're here, we're back at it once again, ready to deliver another solid podcast for those of you who choose to enjoy with us. We thank you, we appreciate all your love and support, and we look forward to serving you another fine piece of pod tonight. Now, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the consistency we've offered. Now, for the last three weeks, you know, we were we were off there for a little bit, but here we are on three. We're setting new standards, we're meeting new goals, and I'm just so proud of us. Um, even if it required me to take a nap at 7 o'clock in the evening, it's all good. We're here, and that's what matters. It'd be dope if we could keep a continuous streak to the end of the year. <laughs> Lofty goals here. Or, I, or at least most of the... What's that thing like, she, you know, set your standards low so you can be pleasantly surprised when you exceed them? Mm, Let's do that. I <laughs> thought it was a little more like shoot for the stars you might land on the clouds. Ooh, yeah, no. Um, so... <laughs> Um, today we're going to be doing something a little fun. I'm going to be interviewing Jay. Um, so as we've talked about several times here on this platform, or it's been mentioned, I'm a blogger. Um, and for a lot of people, they don't know what that means or what that entails, um, or what it involves. And honestly, at this point, due to circumstances out of my control, blogging and, and my beauty business is what I'm doing full time. Um, so I want to get a different perspective on the bloggers, blogger stratosphere. And I want to interview Jay about that. Um, there's plenty of us who are bloggers and married, and then there's plenty of blogger boos who are single. And what I've noticed with my blogger boos who are single, when they begin dating, um, their partners never know quite how to receive it. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, shout out to the Lashiva, who's been, um, she's a heavy-duty blogger, vlogger, meaning she does a lot of videos and stories on Instagram. She does a lot of YouTubing. And she takes us on a journey through her day almost every day and her and her new boo shout out to philip um who i had the pleasure of meeting at tcf style expo um it's been interesting to watch him integrate into the blogger scene it's not really what he does but to see him being such supportive her i love seeing it and it reminds me of a younger version of jay like it's just (laughs) thinking of how and don't get me wrong, Jay and I have been together for about 14 years, um, and I've been blogging since 06, not in this capacity though, but Jay has seamlessly kind of like, I don't know, like he's just fallen into step with me, he's supported every endeavor, um, he goes to pretty much every event that I attend. Um, he's there to step in as the cameraman when my regular cameraman, shout out to Royal Visions, is not available. Um, he listens to all of my harebrained ideas. He talks analytics with me, like the whole nine yards, and it's not even his scene. So I thought it would be cool to talk to somebody who's on the other side of blogging, the partner to the blogger. So ladies and gentlemen, formally introducing tonight our special guest, Jay we're gonna start some applause here. Thank you, thank you. Hold your applause. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. Um, 
when I started blogging on MySpace, and that was back in 06, um, did you think anything was going to come of that? Did you think it was going to be something that I would be doing 10 years down the line, 11 years down the line? No, I mean, and honestly, at that time, I really didn't have a firm grasp on blogging. Um, I do remember you doing a lot of blogging on MySpace, and I always looked at it as kind of a outlet to vent, you know, um, somewhere where you could you could write and post your, your writing materials or just vent your frustrations or, you know, whatever was on your mind in general. And I, I think in the MySpace days, I probably posted a couple blogs, maybe two, maybe three. I don't remember. Um, I know for sure I did one, but you know, I, I didn't, I, I really thought it was just another way to just post content on the internet. And even then at that time, content wasn't really a thing. Um, like it is today. Like we weren't really, it was just, Throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what sticks, basically, at that time. And so that's kind of how I saw it. I thought it was just a way for you, another outlet for you to really vent what you had bottled up in your head. You are correct in that, uh, in saying that. And I think the way you just worded it about throwing it up against the wall and seeing what sticks, I think that is the perfect way to sum it up. Um, I was, I'm a poet. I'm not going to say was. It's just been a really long time since I wrote. And I actually started writing poetry on um, MySpace. Um, then during that time, I learned that there were blog sites. So, you know, I found out about Tumblr, Blogspot, um, and later on down the line, I learned about WordPress, and that's kind of where I settled at. And um, so coming off MySpace, I think I went directly to Tumblr and Blogspot, um, and I was posting simultaneously there. At the time... I didn't know that blogging was something you could be paid for. I didn't know that it was something, you know, because the internet was still, like, it's crazy. And I know this sounds wild, but in 2006, the internet was still kind of like the wild, wild west. You know what I'm saying? It still I is, but. <laughs> I think everybody would agree with that, though. Like, even if you hear, I, I was just watching um, Uncasa, who I'm sure you, you're not familiar with, but he's mm -hmm. like a Dipset affiliate. And he was talking about. Um, something that happened in Miami between them and BMF and he was like and it, it happened in 2006 and he was like this was before social media and all this stuff and it, even though it literally isn't before social media because obviously MySpace and Facebook was around. Yeah, but you gotta stuff, remember, Facebook was limited, I believe, up until that's, 2006. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, even at that time, like, it was still was, I remember MySpace really more for like Dudes trying to bag girls, you know. What I mean? <laughs> it was all really social media, like, it really. Is. It was really like just just, everybody was just up there, and it really felt like a lot of thigh and fall parties involved going on. There. No, I but, mean my space was kind of dope because you could. It was like a mood board for women because you could change your music selection, you could change your yeah. background and your theme. Of course, it started with the top eight friends, and I think it extended to like twelve, which is a bit too much, but. You know, you put like MySpace was that era of subliminals. Like that is when subliminal shots really began. Cause I wasn't on Facebook at first because again, I didn't have like a college email at the time to join it. So MySpace was like the other thing. And you know, it was 
it was really that place where you could like go and be emo if you desired to. And it really kind of, to me, began that uh, open platform, really, of people sharing aspects of their lives that would not necessarily have happened before because there wasn't a space for that. Um, and it was like the pioneer days. So, you know, like I said, you could change the soundtrack on your page to meet your mood. And, you know, you had the cute little backgrounds that slowed the page down a million times, but it didn't matter because it was cute and it matched your aesthetic for whatever the week. And I think it just was a, pl a place to kind of like explore oneself and their feelings and, and kind of be able to link with people who were like-minded. Yeah, but uh, and all of that is true. I mean, I just... I look at the how quickly things have evolved, though, because when you say 2006, unless you're in high school, 2006 wasn't that long ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> unless you're somebody who's, you know, 13 right now or, you know, 16, like, like our oldest daughter, like, 2006 wasn't that long ago. It, so things really evolved rapidly. Since, I mean, I want to say, like, since probably the last five or six years, like, social media has just taken on a life of its own. Like, it's been a, now we have all these curators and these content, you right, know, people, right. and now you can be a social media uh, producer and publisher. Right. And they, now social media strategy is a job. Like, yeah. companies hire social media strategists i know a few shout out to um fab glance shout out to mal Fraser, girl is mel um it's a it's a whole business now you know what i mean the way we've seen it take off in the last decade is wild to me and i, I think that's i think that's dope because it, it goes to show how much of an untapped resource the internet can be and but when done correctly it can be very profitable and beneficial um which kind of you know leads us to where we are today with you know what you're able to do via social media and your blog and you know it's i think it's been dope because i think your timeline your growth really mirrors that of the evolution of social media like and you've always had a strong social media presence in my opinion like you've always been able to just you know through osmosis basically just <laughs> generate a following you know what i mean it's it's weird that you say that um because so that leads to my next question so there was a moment um that i was like my blogs were all separated so I had a blog for like motherhood, I had a blog for depression, I had a blog for poetry. And I decided in 2017 that I just wanted to be a cohesive brand. And that's really where the business of blogging came into play for me. Um, and you were there for that. You were there when I was making a decision to like, okay, I'm gonna consolidate, this is what I wanna do. And even since then, you know, the trajectory of what I'm doing with my blog is changing. Was there any, was there ever any moments where you were like, this is wild, like this is pointless. I don't really think this is a good idea. Like, did you ever have any thoughts that this couldn't be a successful thing? You could be honest. No, and I, I'll say my reason for that is because one, it hasn't been something that's required a huge investment monetarily. 
Um, that's one of the beauties about social media. You can do a lot with a little. Um, and I never have felt like there wasn't any benefit to it because at the end of the day, even if you didn't have, uh, you know, huge following or you weren't generating <clears throat> ad dollars or whatever the case is, you're still getting an outlet to vent, you know, and I think we all in some form or fashion need an outlet, whether it's sports, whether it's exercise, whether it's art, whether it's social media, whether it's writing, you know, whatever the case may be, we all need an outlet and preferably a positive one because some people, their outlet is a glass of alcohol. You know, their outlet is a line of Coke or a bag of weed or a pill, you know. So I think that would, you know, something like that would be worse. If it was something where we were investing heavily in it um, and not seeing any kind of return, that would be worse. But the the money that has been put into your business and social media has, it, it pales in comparison to the benefits that come with it you know in my opinion right at this moment in time i we it hasn't been a huge investment hasn't deterred us from doing anything we wanted to do so i, I only look at it positively and there's there's always been a return on our investment you know whether it's been you know monetary or otherwise like things that we've we've always benefited from I've, I've always seen some type of return from my investment in you and the things Aww. that you um, aspire to do, you know. One of the things I want to tell you guys about Jay is um, I've always considered him to be the more pragmatic or the more practical one out of the two of us. Um, while I am a person who is heavy on logistics, like I love things that feel and are, I operate on logic... I've had a lot of moments throughout a relationship where I was the emotional one and he was the one that was able to take a step back and assess the situation. And he's been the one to really encourage me throughout these process. Like there's nothing that I've told Jay that I want to do that he has not firmly sit by and say, all right, you know, what's your plan? Let's do it. Let's develop it. Let's get it on a road. And in moments where I'm fearful, he's fearless for me. And that I think has played a really big role in the um, progress I've been able to have with blogging and social media influence and all of that stuff because I have a partner like literally to me when I think blogging it's not Alicia by herself like to me I know my team is me and Jay um, you know Believe it or not, to this day, like, I still be like, did you read my article? Like, what did you think about it? And, you know, his response is typically the same. It's just kind of like, Alicia, you know what you're doing. Like, you got this. But he's been that inclusive in my journey. So let me ask you this. When the idea came about to um, expand into, you know, the beauty side of things. How was that for you? Because you typically knew me as somebody who did not wear makeup and wasn't into that. And it almost was like overnight, like this became something I was really enthusiastic about. When I told you I wanted to launch the cosmetic line, kind of to coincide with my blogging 
and, and you know just the total package how did you feel about that um that was that wasn't a that was a change it was an unexpected shift uh, i guess i would say um but not necessarily a bad thing um it just you know y'all gotta know like a was i've always thought of a as like a coffee shop type you know a naturalista um she's a shea butter baby you know black soap incense pearl of africa john ah shout out pearl africa south street so (laughs) you know it yeah i wasn't really i was really surprised because one i understand some women need makeup and I'm not, I don't say that as a diss. I was about to say, you know, we about to get ringed you know, out. <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's some people, you know, they, they have really uneven skin tones, you know. They have blotches that they want to, that they want, they don't want to display to the world all the time. So, they feel like they need it. That's their prerogative. I respect that. A's never been one who I, who I thought needed it. <clears throat> but... I understand, and it really started off pretty innocently, um, and it was just like, oh, I want to cover this spot up here, and it went from covering that spot up to, well, let me let me do this, let me add this, and then the next <laughs> thing you know, I was like, hey, I'm thinking about starting my own makeup one. I'm gonna do a beauty. I'm gonna start doing uh, it, 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 that. That's a big jump because it took a while to get there but yes you know it was like let's do this oh, okay i think i'm gonna start blogging about this oh i'm gonna incorporate fashion in my blog oh i'm gonna start doing makeup videos oh i'm following this makeup person i'm learning how to do makeup and da, 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 da. next thing you know it's like hey i want to start my own makeup one. all right so to be fair y'all the <clears throat> the spot he's referencing first of all I just want to make sure I'm clear. Just because women have uneven skin and all that stuff, I still don't feel that indicates you need makeup. That is a personal choice. Like I said, they feel like they yes, need makeup. Okay. So that's I just want to be clear on my I'm stance. I'm not telling anybody. I'm all for women not wearing makeup. Uh, the only thing about makeup that scares me sometimes because I hear things about people who have allergic reactions to stuff and the testing and things that go on with the animals and action and stuff so i worry about i just want to point out that all ap young beauty collection products are vegan and cruelty free thank you um but (laughs) (laughs) so this i had a scar on my forehead from um a cpap mask and it created this huge dark spot now for the record i have hyperpigmentation so having deeper melanin 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 and other parts of my body i'm used to that but i had like this target on my forehead and it was like it was so painfully obvious because (laughs) it's so much darker than the rest of my skin um and it was right smack dab in the middle of my forehead and at the time i was in the beginning of learning i had hypothyroidism so like my dark circles under my eyes are like really bad and it just like made that stand out more so as I've mentioned before, like I got into makeup because we were going to TCF and I wanted to look nice for the camera. So that is how I started learning how to cover up that spot. For the record, that scar is gone thanks to Shea Butter. Love it. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> and it's so funny about that too because like 
I just looked up one day and it was gone. It feels like it just Let me tell you all, shea butter is truth. I was slathering shea butter on my forehead faithfully, faithfully every day so that John disappeared. Um, but he was right in terms of like, oh, I'm just going to use a little concealer here. And then it was like, oh, I want to learn how to put on lashes. Oh, I think I'm going to learn my brows. And what I love is as I went through this process, I was engaging him like it really mattered to him. And I know it didn't, but I'm like, Bay, what do you think about this? Jay, what do you think about it? And he's just like, he even sighs like, Alicia. All right, well, and then he would be honest. He would tell me, like, there would be times I was practicing. He'd be like, your brows look a little thick today. Like, it was, you know, he started, you know, I don't even know if he was realized he was doing it, but he began to participate even in that conversation. There have been times I have sent Jay to the store because my pain level was so high. And I'm like, hey, could you pick up this foundation for me? You can pick up this concealer, this brand. He's gotten really good about picking out, like, my lash glue and stuff like that. And this is what I'm talking about when I say he's a partner in all things. Um, so I was a little nervous to start including beauty and stuff in my blog, but he was really supportive of it. But also, if you guys don't know, Jay is actually the one who told me to start including fashion in my blog. So right before I found out I was pregnant, um, I had started this blog called Fat Mom's Closet. And then I got pregnant and I kind of like gave up on it because I was pregnant and, and was not in the mood. And I kind of like resumed my love of fashion afterwards. And that was also during the time I was consolidating my blogs. And he is the person who put me on to plus size bloggers because I did not know it was a thing. I did not know that there was a world of women who were plus size and were sharing fashion tips. It was amazing. One day he was like, Alicia, check this lady out. And it was Chastity Garner of Garner Style. Um, and I just remember looking at her and thinking, oh, she's really well dressed. And I think you sent me her Facebook page. And from there, I went to her blog site. And then shortly after that, I discovered Marie Denae, um, who is the curvy fashionista. And then shortly after that, I think I stumbled upon Maui of Fat Girl Fresh and then from there it was like now that I knew what to look for and then learning oh these women are on Facebook oh these women are on Instagram and then following hashtags and all that stuff I began to discover all these other plus size bloggers and that's you know really think thanks to Jay like he is the reason he's the one who was like you're capable of doing this. Like, why couldn't you do this too? You like clothes. You like to shop. You like to get put together. Like, why can't you talk about this? Um, so when you did that, did you ever think that I was going to take it as far as I did? I didn't. Although I do remember finding chastity, a post about chastity. Um, and I want to say it has something to do with the, um, I think the first thing I remember seeing by her was that shoot that she did that was like a redo of the Kim Kardashian look with the varsity jacket. It was like a black and white varsity jacket or something like that. I remember seeing that on Pinterest um, the, at some point. What you actually sent me, though, was um, I believe she had done a tutu and um, Miss Piggy t-shirt. It was a hot pink tutu, and she was recreating, because she's, also, in case you guys don't know, Chastity is known for recreating, um, like, 
looks of famous people for plus size women. She's really dope about it. I do remember that varsity jacket for Kardashian, but this was a remake of a beautiful photo shoot Khalees had done. Okay. Um, and that is where that's the post you had actually sent me. Okay. But um, even though I had seen that, I didn't know that. I still didn't know that it was a thing. I'm not even sure it was really a thing at that time like it is now but i didn't i didn't even when i suggested that you do this i didn't know it was a thing like i was just like you like to write you like to wear clothes you like to shop people like your style write about it you know what i mean let's see what happens like you it was already building a respectable following at that point without incorporating the fashion it's just that once the fashion and the beauty stuff folded in, things started to pick up rapidly. Um, so I said, let's try to see where it goes. Because I was, I was curious about it. I didn't really know what was out there. And I, it felt like a niche enough market that, you know, people would kind of... You oh, could kind of carve oh, out you your own that lane. Wrong. <laughs> you could kind of carve out your own lane and kind of you know be your be your own person. And I think even though even though it's it's a pretty flooded arena, saturated. That's I, the I think you still have done that. I think you continue to be unique and carve out your own path, and it it shows like it, it benefits you. And it's helped you grow into the, I don't know what you want to call yourself, the baby influencer you are today. All right, so y'all know how strongly I feel about that word influencer because I am of the strong belief everyone is an influencer to someone in their life. So while that term is used very commonly in the industry I'm in, I really just refer to myself as a blogger because if tomorrow I had no influence on social media, I would still be blogging. Um, and because I believe that influencer is such a, it's, it's a term that fluctuates and I feel like it's, your influence is only as good as your last good post, you know what I mean? And it can change so instantly, yeah. you know what I mean? You could do something and piss the world off and you're no longer in the graces of being able to influence. So I, that's not a title I really like to claim. I'll just stick with blogger, but I do understand what you're saying. So when we talk about um, the growth and all that stuff, is how do you feel? So now you you have insight now, like so now you know you've been there through, you know, studying analytics and looking at insights on the blog and the readership and the viewership and the growth on the blog, on Instagram, on Facebook, all those things. Have you learned anything? Do you feel like you have a better view of what goes into blogging? Is it something that you respect more now or less? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I do. I'll say my respect for it has only grown. I didn't have, I never had a negative view of it. I never th looked down on it. Um, but I, I respect the amount of effort that I see that goes into it. I haven't tried to... Did put my hand into it as well, you know. I yes, Jay is a pseudo blogger, you are. Um, very pseudo, <laughs> <laughs> because I I I really respect the amount of energy that it takes to do it on a regular basis. 
I was I remember um, going to an event and listening to the the person who hosted talk about how they plan out their um, their blog post. Like I never thought about that. Like I never thought about batch posting stuff and scheduling it to (laughs) to hit you know what i mean like i'm speaking about at that time yeah i don't know if you were doing it then or not but i had never the thought never crossed my mind like so these women that are running these blogs regardless how big or small they really put a lot of effort into the quality of their content the gathering of their content excuse me they put they just put a lot of effort into everything that they're doing. Um, even Lush, you know, to see her post is um religiously as she does, you know. To me that would be like I would I would be exhausted, like just from cutting the thing on and, you know, talking into the camera <laughs> like like, ooh, this is too much for me. I did a I did one yesterday, do I got to another one today, you know. Like people that continually create content and continue to deliver quality content on a regular basis. I have a lot of respect for them. I think you deserve to get paid for doing something like that. Um, and I, I respect. I, I just wish that it was a better way to monetize it. Honestly, because I feel like the amount of effort that goes into it, the money isn't really there to you know, equal the effort that get you have to put out to create this stuff. I think, and eventually it can pay off. I think it's amazing that you bring that up um, because there's such a interesting dialogue happening right now in the influencer community, as I call it that, um, for several reasons. So A, there's the color um, aspect of things where the women of color are paid less or not paid at all versus white women or um, women who are not women of color um, and their ability to be paid. And then there's also the issue of um, some bloggers and some influencers have kind of like ruined it for people because their expectation is that they should always get free things. And um, it has put a bad taste in the mouth of businesses and people, especially small businesses. So there's like these push and pull dialogues it's interesting i was reading an article the other day about this hotel owner who posted the pitch of a blogger who wrote him she was getting ready to go on vacation she was i guess she i don't know who she is she's a white woman who does travel lifestyle whatever and she apparently has like a huge following she proceeds to write this boutique hotel or whatever and like oh my boyfriend and i are going on this vacation we would love to stay at your establishment for free in exchange i can give you you know this that the third now things i know is that it is common when you're pitching a collaboration with a business to share you know this is my reach this is what i'm able to do this is my impressions all that stuff but i think where she went wrong what offended him was that she assumed he needed that exposure and he went on to tell like as he posted about it I have my own blog, you know what I mean? And my business is doing quite well. And I think it's a bit, um, you know, what's the word? Presumptuous for you to think that I need you as an influencer to help increase business. And there was this back and forth, but it opened up this conversation about um, bloggers and influencers being paid. 
Um, it's a conversation I have a lot of times with, you know, I have fellow business owner friends, things like that, um, where a lot of people don't want to pay influencers or bloggers because they've been burnt. You know, through this process, we've learned there are people who buy their followers. So the numbers aren't always what they seem. Um, so brands have in turn hired, you know, bloggers and influencers with these large numbers only to find out they don't have the reach or the ability to sell. You have the young lady who had like 2.6 million followers and couldn't sell the amount of t-shirts she needed to sell to get her business off the ground. Like things like that. So, and you're saying you think that bloggers deserve to be paid for their work. What do, you, what do you think is the appropriate way for them to barter that? Well, for one, let me be very clear. I don't believe everybody deserves... I don't think everybody creates content that's worthy of being paid for. But I do think the people who legitimately put effort into what they write... Because some people just write articles to be... Let's say I wrote a blog article. Come look at my blog. People don't... Some people don't care about the quality of their writing. Some people don't care about the grammar in their writing. You don't know, get me started. Like, it's I've seen, I've seen posts and been like, you know, what is that? You know, some people put more effort into what they post on Instagram than what they post Boom. on their blog. So those people, I don't think are. I'm, it's not my place to determine who deserves to get paid and who doesn't, but I don't think they I don't think they deserve an even pay scale. I'll say that. I think you should be paid based off of the quality of your work, based off of the effort that goes into it, based off of how serious of a business person you are when it comes to your blog. So I wanna be clear about that. You don't get what you deserve. In this world, you get what you negotiate. So when you, when I listen to your description of that person's pitch to that hotel, I think where people go wrong in that circumstance is because you do assume that, you know, oh, this is what I can do for you, and this is what you should do for me because I can do this. How about rather than trying to dictate the terms? in your pitch how about you make the pitch and say let's negotiate the terms right. of our agreement you know what can let, here's let, let's talk about what i can do for you and what you can do for me and where we can meet in the middle you know and that leads to good business dealings somebody who's just like oh i have a hundred thousand followers and you should let me stay at your place for free well you really sound like a scammer <laughs> like that's that's what you sound like to me. Like you sound like you're trying to get over. Like I really want to go here, and I really need some place to stay, and I don't have a lot of money, but I do have this influence, and you should let me come grace your premises for some of my posts. Now, one of the things I saw a while ago that this um that a black woman posted, and she was saying like, yo. Black people will stop hitting each other up talking about, hey, why don't you do my hair for free and I'll post about your um, hair salon and the work that you do. Like, how about you pay to get your hair done and you still do that post? Or like, how Listen. about or how about we negotiate something that's favorable for both of us and it's not just you 
using your platform to to get free goods and gifts you know from people like because i don't think that should be the case I, I i while i believe people with influence and with with a true platform deserve to be compensated for what they can do with that platform i do think that you got to remember everybody's trying to do business you know what i mean and there we have it i think there's definitely caveats to this and one of the things i'll say is this First of all, um, I have a hard and fast rule when it comes to small business. I do not approach small businesses and ask for free things because they're a small business. They don't have the overhead for that. Um, and because I cannot, unfortunately, guarantee them a sale, I don't even feel comfortable asking. So a lot of the small businesses that you guys see me highlight on my blog, I've personally patroned them. Or if I was gifted something, it was not asked for. Um, at all because as a small business owner I will tell you this I've had bloggers and influencers reach out to me and I appreciate the ones who spent their money with me and I also you know I have a PR team so I did send out free product to certain people um, because I know the game I know how it works so I know who actually has that reach that I need um, and it's not always a guaranteed investment. So that's a risk you're taking when you're doing advertisement as a small business. But I also have a limit on how much free product I'm willing to give out anyway. And that's a personal decision you have to make as a business owner. <coughs> Excuse me. But one of the things I will say is I don't... <clears throat> My problem with influencers who believe they should be given free things and all of that, I started as a blogger. Influence came secondary. So for me, my focus is not, let me rack up free things. Like, I'm trying to make money off of my blog because I own that. Right. Instagram is free. You know what I mean? So I'm a little more flexible with my fees and I'm going to be clear here. People do reach out and ask me what my fees are, and I have no problems providing that fee for them. I'm flexible with social media because I don't own social media. But when it comes to my blog, I don't flex on that. If you are reaching out to me to do advertisement through my blog site, I'm charging for that. If you are asking me to create an article, I am going to charge for that. If I decide to highlight you and invite you to be a feature on my blog, I'm not going to ask you for money for that. That was my idea. Um, but when you are branding, you're reaching out and you want, you, you know, brands have stipulations about what they want too. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it's not just free product. They want, I've worked with brands who want your insights. They want your analytics. They want to know your reach. They want your story insights. They want screenshots. They want uh, this post posted specifically in this manner with this greater picture. You know, a lot of these brands have stipulations. So I definitely don't have problems with charging a fee. Especially if you reached out to me to do that work. I very rarely reach out to brands and ask, can you give me free things? I always lead with, I'm proposing a collaboration. I like your product. I like your brand. I've shopped with you already. You know, things like that. And I would like to advance this relationship if possible. I never lead with, well, this is what I expect to be paid because... That if somebody did that to me and I've had people, I will laugh in your face. Nine times out of ten, I will disregard your email. I think bloggers and influencers just kind of have to humble themselves a little bit and be realistic about what they're trying to get. 
Maybe the the new title should be collaborator. I'm a collaborator. I'm a collaborator. There we go. This is why this is why you back. And one of the things I say is I think having Jay in my being my partner through all this, he keeps me humble. Um, Jay is not going to allow for my head to get big. Like he will be there with a pen to pop it real quick. Like, come mm. down now. That's like, not, <laughs> sound a little shady on my book. <laughs> no, I'm not shady not, at all. I'm not just out here blowing people's world. No, up, you're I, my you're my checks and balance system. I, um, I, I appreciate that though because I I feel like it's necessary for everybody in life. Like we we all need to keep a balanced perspective on things, myself included. I try my best to remain balanced um, in my own mind. So I don't like to be around people who don't feel the same way, who don't want to conduct themselves in the same way. So I am, I definitely appreciate you recognizing that. And I'm, I definitely feel like I am that person um, in your life, you know, because it is necessary. And not that A is a person who ever is really. I've ever really known to ego trip. You know what I mean? She's very, very honest and very confident um, and will tell you, you know, this is who I am and this is what I'm capable of and I'm not shy to admit it. But it's never in a way that's like pu- pushing anybody else down to mm-hmm. boost herself up. So I don't, I say that to say I don't have to. You know, pop uh, uh, that bubble very often. Yeah, um, I mean, I I will yeah. say this. I've had, I think everybody's had moments in their life, especially when I was younger. You know, I think when you're younger, you're a lot more. You know, I can take on the world. I can do anything, and there, there's a natural progression of ego that occurs. But if you're any type of adult who's been through anything, we all know how quickly life will humble you in those types of situations. Right. Um, and let me tell you, being humbled is not, you know, a pleasant feeling when it's not at the hands of yourself. And right. I always try to remember that because um, I never want to leave people feeling like they had a bad experience with me and it was based on my attitude. If you don't like me, and you think it's you, whatever reason you come up with, that's fine. But I never want it to be because I was arrogant or I was rude to you or, you know, I came off as I thought I was better than you. And one of the things I love about Jay is I, I he's my sounding board. So I bounce things off of him all day long, even when I know it's really not particularly his interest. Like just this morning, I'm like, no, what was it the other day? And I'm like, look at these brows, babe. Like, these brows yeah. are everything. And oh, he's just like, Alicia, like, they're nice. They're always nice. All right, I get it. Like, you know, And I, but I love that he, he still entertains my foolishness, even though, like, it's not his thing. And what I love about that is the one thing I can guarantee from him is honesty. And it won't, I've never really had a lot of moments in business where I've been like, I've said this and, you know, he's rejected the idea, but he has a lot of questions. So one thing about Jay is he asks a lot of questions. And while that aspect of his personality would annoy me in other aspects of our life, when it comes to this, it's helpful because he gets me thinking. Um, he, you know, and it's nice to have a perspective outside of my own. And it's nice to have it as somebody who's not another blogger or another influencer or something like that. Because I think we're more, 
likely to, to follow like the same kind of pattern of thinking. And so J is that 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 alternative thinking, that alternative thought process that I think helps me along the way. I, I always want to make sure that I always give Jay the credit he deserves for the things that I accomplish. I, this is not a one-woman show. I know I'm the face of AP Youngblood, but he is certainly, I would dare I say, the engine that keeps it going. So, you know, I think this partnership in our marriage, I think including him is probably the best thing I could have done for myself and my blog. I know everybody doesn't have that setup because everybody is not, you know, in a relationship. But I think it's important to include your partner in these types of things. Well, I think it's important to have your partner's support in whatever you do. Um, and if you don't have their support, you <clears throat> probably need to ask yourself why. Is it because you jumped out the window and you're trying to do something crazy? Or is it just because you got a trash partner who doesn't want you to grow? You know what I mean? Um I never want to be responsible for holding anybody back in any aspect of life. So when you ask me, you know, should you do something? The question to me is never should you do it or shouldn't you do it is. Is what is your plan to accomplish it? Because if you have a plan to accomplish something, then you can do anything you want with a plan. And not your plan doesn't have to be foolproof, but it needs to be sound. You know, every plan has its flaws. You know, there's there's going to be an offense that can beat your defense, and the defense that can beat your offense any day of the week. But if you have a plan, at least you know what you can adjust and how to rebound. What you need to do to compensate for things when. Things don't go according to plan. You know what you need to address. Like you're thinking things out. When you out here flying by the seat of your pants and you trying to establish something, I can't support that. I would never be in favor of a if she's just like, you know, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm just gonna do this and I'm gonna <laughs> invest all this energy and effort into doing it somehow, some way. Jay's you make like it work. the investor who's like, What's your business plan? Like what I'll be like, Well how you doing it? I would, I'm not supporting that. I'm not I'm not doing this uh, financially or, you know, from an emotional space either, because you you just flying by the seat of your pants. You have no plan whatsoever. You going off a whim. Uh, and that type of stuff doesn't tend to get you very far. Like the people who are successes in this life, it's not because they had everything figured out from the beginning, but they know how to come up with something and execute it. You know, they, they get a vision, they put it, they figure out what they need to achieve that vision and they execute it. So I'm always in support of that, you know, and whenever A has proposed something, I've always told her, let me know what your plan is and we can we can talk it through and see how to get you where you want to be. And nine times out of ten, you know, I'm not even going to say nine times out of ten, I'll say more often than not, you know, she's come up with a plan and tried to execute it. And some of those plans have, you know, been led to our benefits. Some of them didn't go where we wanted them to and we scrapped them and went in another direction. So, 
one of the things I'll say is Jay has definitely taught me patience because um, I'm more of a, I want to get it done once I have the idea and the plan and I want to get it done now. Jay is the, well, let's take a step back. Let's look at finances. Let's calculate this. Like he, I won't say he halts my goals, but he certainly has taught me how to put things in perspective. And that everything we want is not going to happen overnight. And learning that this is a process. Everybody, you know, there's a phrase right now that everybody loves to say. It's just the process. You know what I mean? And as cliched as that sounds, you have to trust the process. But you can only trust the process if you have a process. And it's a one that's been tried, tested, and true. Um, when people use that phrase, I think sometimes that's their way of kind of releasing themselves from accountability and just saying, oh, life will teach me what I need. No, you <laughs> like, you know, if I'm following a process, I need to know that it is an effective process so that I can trust it. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people say, leave it to God, this, that, and the third, but there are plenty of scriptures that talk about the careful planning man. And there are plenty of scriptures mm -hmm. that talk about, you know, making things a matter of prayer. Even Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which talks about don't lean upon your own understanding. You know, I keep these things in mind even when it comes to my work. Um, because I don't want to be out here incurring debt. You know, I don't want to be out here, you know, creating, you know, financial strain where it doesn't have to be. Um you know, when you're running a small business, you're investing of you. Um, so this money is not my money. This is our money. You know, we've invested in this, whether it's the blog, whether it's AP Young Beauty Collection. So I appreciate that Jared has been a godsend when it comes to learning how to budget. That's something that when we first met, like I was still learning. You know, I was fairly young. I was a single mom and I hadn't quite figured it out yet. Um, Jay actually helped me get from out of being a grocery store supervisor retail and taught me how to get my foot in the door for administrative work and all those things. So he's been there in the essential aspect of life, parts of life, teaching me things that I just, you know, I didn't necessarily know. Um, and I appreciate that. And that's why it to, has always seemed like a wise decision to me to keep him included in all the decisions I make. I know a lot of people have different views on marriage and what it means in a partnership and, oh, I have a problem with submission and all that stuff. And I think sometimes that hurts the ability to be a true partnership um, when we don't really make our partners our partners. And that's a lesson I had to learn the hard way and it's a valuable one. And I would encourage anybody who is interested, even if it's something as small as blogging, talk to your mate about it. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I think any healthy relationship, um, especially in marriage, communication is key, especially when you want to pursue business ventures. I think that's something you, you we all need to sit down. Like, you know, a, okay, Ace thing is blogging and fashion and makeup and you know, a slew of other topics that she likes to cover. But it's no different than if I wanted to start a business, you know, selling whatever, footballs, I don't know. You know, if I want to open up a sports store, I'm not just going to wake up and be like, yo, hey, I bought a sports store today. I'm going to start selling sports equipment. Ah. 
you know. <laughs> and then she's going to be like, well, what about Hibbert Sports and Foot Locker and where are you going to do it at? Oh, I'm going to put it, I'm going to build a little store right on the lawn and people will come down the street. Well, <laughs> well, we don't get a lot of food traffic down here. We well, live in the, in the dead end, you know. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't invest that heavily when I'm part of a partnership already. Like we, we you know, marriage is, is really like a contract. You know, what I mean, you're entering into a relationship where you're saying we two individuals are now going to become one entity, and this is this is the name that we're we're going to be represented by like we we are the youngs we're our own partnership first and foremost so we have to be on the same page for anything that either of us want to do as individuals to succeed and that's key not just in our relationship but in anybody's who wants to have a healthy relationship and that's why when you were um Talking about Lush, and I'm sorry, I can't remember her boyfriend's name Phillip. right now. Philip. Okay, I'm sorry, I was about to call him Leon. I'm glad I didn't say. Good that. Lord. Philip. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Lush and Leon are just kind of, you know, what I mean. But Lush and Philip, like, I like their synergy. Like, they aren't a married couple. They are dating. They've been dating for some time now. But I think. I think they have great synergy, you know what I mean? He was there supporting her at the TCF, you know what I mean? She's always posting about him. He's always there in her her blog posts, or her blog posts, excuse me. You know what I mean? I respect that. I like to see couples like that. He's and like, I'm I, telling y'all, he's like a mini Jared. When he's I, a mini Jared. I, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> no, when, I don't mean like a literal, but to watch, to watch Philip and her, he was very attentive. Um, he was very like, got the camera out, you know, was doing, and like I said, it was very, it reminded me of Jay because Jay is like that. When we go to events, he knows how bad my anxiety is. He also knows how bad my pain levels can get. So he has gotten very accustomed to always just making sure I'm comfortable in the space I'm in for a Philip to be that way. And, you know, he they're in a fairly new relationship. It was a beautiful thing to see. Um, and he supports her. And I, I was cracking up because the other day, Jay was saying to me how he pays attention now more to like people's makeup and their eyebrows because of me and my, you know, growth and my education in that process. At the same time, I'm cracking up because Lesh has um, a lash line and they were in like her vlog, they were in a Walmart and he's like commenting on the quality of the lashes and I had to laugh because when your partner is involved with the things that you do, you know, they're inevitably going to become somewhat of a, you know, an expert on this, on the matters just as much as you are and I love seeing that and I think when you're in a marriage you're dating, you deserve that partnership with somebody. You want to be with somebody who supports you on all levels. I know we've talked a lot about Lush and Philip. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Lush and Philip episode. Yes, Lush and Philip episode. Because <laughs> uh, they were really what kind of inspired this conversation. And also shout out to Tiff um, and her husband, Scoop. They have a podcast, Tiff yeah. and Scoop Show. Um, because I love watching what they do and raising their family and I like seeing stuff like that. Um, there's another, there's a couple other couples too. Um, one of them I want to find because this is another big guy. Kitchen Table Talk is also, uh, they do a podcast and record it visually as well. 
Um, she changed her page name. I cannot remember her page name, but Kitchen Table Talk is a podcast that you guys might be interested in. Um, that's also a couple show. Um, yeah, but shout out to even the, the massive collection. Like him and his him and his wife, they always post together. They be wearing matching outfits and stuff. Like they have a clothing line. Should me um, and Jay wear matching outfits more, y'all? I'm gonna no. run a poll in our story. You guys, let us know. Should Jay A and J wear more coordinated outfits? I think we're reaching that age where we could. I mean. <laughs> You don't think so? (laughs) Like, I don't know that always has felt corny to me. Like, but I will say, like, this year for the TCF, I did try to make more of an effort to match her as much as possible and not just... I love that it wasn't, like, drawing. You weren't, like, over the top. We were color-coordinated. Right. And I think that's that's good enough. Like, (laughs) we don't need to be wearing the same patterns. You know what I'm saying? Look, if I come out with a smooth-on car, are you coming out with the top dashiki to match? I don't know. I don't want to get to that point. Like, that make us feel like Ward and June Cleaver or something like that. And there's nothing wrong with that i'm not with it but um shout out to all the couples man and not and to those of y'all who don't have the opportunity to be part of a couple shout out to you as well you know what i mean be, shout out to everybody that's just really grinding and doing their own thing but as go. a couple yeah. you know we definitely want to represent for the couples who are on the same page who have the open line of communication and that support for one another um, that's the only way you guys are going to thrive. And for those of you who don't have that luxury, you know, you still need a support system. You still need to have people in your corner. You still need a sounding board, people you can consult for advice and your decision making to help you get to where you want to be. Because it's pretty hard when you're an army of one. You know what okay. I mean? It's, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's, it's harder. <coughs> It's always great when you have support and encouragement from people that you love and you trust. So I guess that's what I really want to say. Whoever you are, find that, you know, find that, find what works for you. And I hope it leads to your success. And um, I feel like that's such a hard act to follow up now that he said all of that. (laughs) So basically, y'all, yeah, like, thank you. Thank you for sitting through that and um, listening to us rap about the blogging arena um i just thought it would be cool to do that because it's such a big part of my life and what i do which ultimately makes it a big part of our life right now um and i think sometimes people can only get an idea of what things are like you know based on little clips that i may post in my stories like i try to be respectful of jay space he's not really into being on camera all the time like the sneak peeks you do see of him are usually um they 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 weren't I didn't get permission. Like, I just was like, hey, I'm putting you in this video. That's that. Um, But, you know, because everybody doesn't see him be a presence all the time because of that, I want it to be very clear today on how much of a presence he is in all of this. And as I continue to grow, as things continue to develop, I always want people to know that Jay is my number one innovator and supporter. And I just wanted to make it known how much I appreciate it and that the things that I'm accomplishing I really could not do without him so we're coming to the close of our hour y'all thank you so much for joining us as always our page is a underscore j podcast um big talk underscore j 
at APY Black and of course the business page at APY Beauty LLC and of course www.apyoungblog.com for all the blog you could get. Um, <laughs> I hope everybody is having a fantastic weekend as everybody is, you know, rolling into Labor Day. Relax tomorrow, y'all, you know. Oh, yeah. You got a day off. Bump this on your day off. Bump it on your day off, y'all. Bump it on your day off. As always, we appreciate y'all. Thank you for showing up, and we'll see you guys next weekend. Peace, y'all.